Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionise your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. Hi, it's great to be back with you in February 2021. The world's out there is quite a challenging place at the moment, so probably never more important than to look at the theme of today's podcast, which is all about how optimism can increase your success and fulfillment. We're going to be looking at a number of areas, what optimism means, why happiness is the driver for success and not the other way around, why we have inbuilt tendency to think pessimistically, how you can have more control over how you think, how you see your world, the benefits of optimism, including the fact that a 2019 study found that you can live 11 to 15% longer if you're more optimistic. And we're going to look at instilling some good habits to make you a more optimistic, successful and happier person. So what does optimism mean for you? Is it about thinking positive? Do you feel that it's sometimes unrealistic? Uh, that it's, there's a need to be pessimistic? All of these kind of areas. Well, for me, Optimism very much is about something I fundamentally talk about in my work, which is the battle between what I call the potential self and the destructive self. We are habitual thinkers as human beings. We're continually thinking all the time. And as I said before, much of that thinking is doubtful, repetitive, negative in nature. And that really, uh, in, in essence, is a pessimistic view. It's a pessimistic view of the world, of yourself, it's those kind of things. And I believe that being more mindful of that and shifting the balance, allowing more of your potential self to come out is the foundation of the human condition. It's a, it's a really important part of it. And that for me as well, uh, would mean to be more optimistic. And I personally have worked on my optimism a lot over the years. I've had a couple of bouts of depression, one in 2007 when I was going through a marital breakup and redundancy, and 2013 again. And some of the things I'm going to talk about today have really helped me stay in a much better place since 2013, and yes, make me a more optimistic person. So we are talking about, with optimism, it is having a more positive view of self, a more positive view of events and how they impact on us, and not lapsing into pessimism. Now, why do we think pessimistically? There are some good rooted reasons why we do that. We do, as a human species, have more of what is called a negativity bias. And this really comes right back to survival instinct and the survival part of our psyche, the primitive part of our psyche. There is to an extent a need to be very mindful of the threats, dangers and problems that are out there on the horizon. The problem is that we overcompensate for that, particularly in modern day life. We're constantly scanning for problems, weaknessing ourselves, not being good enough, uh, dangers, threats, all of those kind of things and it leads us to be dominated by a more negative uh, thinking, a more pessimistic view. It causes us to worry a lot more uh, than we might as well, and be anxious about things that never even come to fruition. How often do we worry about things, and there's, in eventuality nothing really occurs uh, in that way. 
So, but pessimism, pessimism will lead us to do that. And I say it has its place to a point. We don't want to, I definitely what I don't want to do on this podcast episode is encouraging you to go out there with a wholly positive attitude, attitude, seeing the whole world in a positive light, seeing yourself in a positive light, seeing no weaknesses, no potential problems at all. I think that's a dangerous thing to do. But having a more dominant optimistic view and a realistic optimistic view I think has a number of benefits that we will come to and definitely pessimism has on the counter side has a lot of detrimental uh, issues for us and I think that if we get overly sucked into more pessimistic view of self of the world around us of people around us then it can lead to a lot of mental health issues and we've seen a really significant rise in mental health problems over the last 12 months during the pandemic we're going through during lockdowns so it's never been more important for us to examine how we are seeing the world how we're seeing our world how we're seeing ourselves how we're seeing the future because we need to give ourselves faith and hope we need to give ourselves a more pessimistic outlook to help us through that why do i say that then why is it important for us to be more optimistic in outlook there are a lot of benefits that have been found through psychological research experiments and I guess just our own experience. First of all, as I touched on right at the beginning, it can have a, a really big impact on our health. Our mind and body are incredibly linked, strongly linked. I, I found that for myself over the years when I'm in a regular pattern of exercise which I am at the moment not going swimming which is my normal exercise but it is helpful for my psychological health and my mindset and I'm finding that in a lot of people as well but then incredibly it's also been found in a Boston study by scientists in Boston in 2019 that optimistic people are living 11 to 15 percent longer than pessimistic people so if you want to live longer then it can have that benefits as well i think definitely impacts on our mindset it's also been proven to impact on our effect effectiveness in tasks because my basic principle about think see do is how we think shifts how we see our world and then that impacts on what we do so by actually altering the way that we think so we see our world differently which is basically optimistic can be an optimistic view of our world then we'll do things differently, we'll get better results and we'll become more effective. It can make us more resilient as well. Other studies have found that in terms of getting better results, optimistic salespeople, when they carried out research on optimistic salespeople versus more pessimistic counterparts, they achieved 56% better results. There was also a piece of research done with doctors that found when they were put into a more positive mood, they were three times more effective in terms of diagnosis and less likely to anchor into their first diagnosis and not shift that by examining it in, in greater detail. So it made them more open-minded as well. So all of these benefits for us. This ties back to a simple equation that we've lived our life by over the years. And it's potentially one that we've lived in the wrong way. How many of us believe that to achieve happiness we need to achieve a level of success when actually it's been proven time and time again that the equation needs to be flipped the other way around that actually happiness 
is the driver for success. So the happier that we are, the more effort we put into being happier, contented with our position, the more likely we are to drive success. And there have been 200 studies carried out across almost 300,000 people that has looked at this in every category and shown that happiness drives success. So we get higher performance, we get in workplaces, we get lower sickness, we get lower burnout by working on our mindset, our optimistic viewpoint, our happiness, and that being a driver of the results that we actually see and get. So optimism comes back to how we see life. How do we see the events and occurrences that happen day to day? Because here's the thing, it's not the event or the occurrence that actually is important in itself. It's how we see it. Going back to my philosophy of think, see, do. How we think about things, how we see them, has a big impact on the actual, what, what the result is of that. Some of this comes down to our explanatory style, which is a term that came from Martin Seligman, who was the initiator of the positive psychology movement in 1998. I'm very pleased to be a member of the International Positive Psychology Association, because I'm a great believer that psychology has so much more to offer in terms of looking at how to put us into more positive mindsets to make us happier. Whereas historically, psychology in the early days was very, very focused on the problem side of our psychology through Freud and others. But Seligman's explanatory style was enlightening as to how individuals actually see events. So if something bad happens, for example, do you see it as something that is going to be permanent? It's going to go on over time. Is it pervasive? Will it actually impact on other aspects of life? And do you allow it to do that as well so that you start to see other aspects of life in a more positive nature as well? And do you take things personally? Do you believe it's all your fault rather than seeing that there are sometimes external events that can impact us? If we have an explanatory style that's on the flip side, so we see things, particularly negative things that happen as being more temporary in nature, we see them specifically to one particular aspect of our day or of our life, rather than having a more far-reaching impact, and we acknowledge the external part of the event that we don't necessarily have control of, and we relinquish some control over that. And the more that we can shift our explanatory style into that position of maybe being more temporary, more specific, more external based, then that helps us drive towards a more optimistic viewpoint, a better perspective on things. So well worth putting some effort and none of us are perfect. None of us will be 100% optimistic all the time as we said, there's even issues with being like that. None of us will be able to free ourselves completely from our destructive self, from negative thinking. None of us will be able to move into that more, more perfect view of an explanatory style. But it is about us being more conscious and making more attempts to do that. And even there's been there's some fascinating research done by the University of Toronto that looked how um, shifting our mood actually even impacts on our visual cortex and the way that we process things. Many of you would have heard of the term neuroplasticity. When we go back through time, it was believed that our neurology, our brains were more fixed. The Dalai Lama started to talk about the fact that thought can actually impact on brain structure. 
in you know for people even um, beyond the, the years of 20 years of age and that, that was being talked about in the 70s neuroscience has given us the concept of neuroplasticity and the exciting thing about that is our neurology isn't fixed the way that we work our neurology the way that we habitually think actually impacts on the shape of our brain and one really great piece of research i love on this is that they examined the brains of taxi drivers in london over a period of time and what they actually found was that the hippocampus the part of the brain that's more about spatial awareness and navigation was more developed in london taxi drivers than the average person and that goes back to the fact that the road network in London is incredibly complex. So they're exercising that part of their brain more and actually develops it more. How exciting is that? That actually, the more that we change our habitual thinking patterns and what we do, then actually it shifts the brain composition, the brain structure. We also need to be mindful of the fact that what we focus on to a degree is what we get. Our reticular activating system will start to monitor and look for things that will support our view of things, what we're thinking about. So if you have an overly pessimistic viewpoint, your, your focus will be looking for more pessimistic actions and events to occur. So better for us within all of this is to accept what we can't necessarily change and examine what we can particularly in the, in the crisis we are currently. Becoming pessimistic about things that we don't have the ability to control has no real value for us. But focusing on what we can change within our own world, and actually, fundamentally, what I'm saying here is we can change our thinking, how we see our world, our perspectives, and that has an impact as well. I love the work of Steve Covey, and he had a, a concept around the circle of influence and the circle of concern. And we spend way too much time in the circle of concern in, in worried about the things that we can't necessarily influence and control, rather than getting our focus back down to the aspects of our life that we can. And here's the thing, fundamentally, we can change how we think, see and feel, and our, our view of the world, and our opt level of optimism. And that can definitely have benefits for us almost in the short term immediately just in terms of a, a feel-good factor and how happy we are but then as i say the research shows the better mood we get ourselves into the happier we get to we are more likely to have greater success and better results from that too so we've been talking about perspectives and how we see our world shifting just to um, how we actually think and again I think it's amazing that we are allegedly the only species that has the ability to raise our conscious level, consciousness level above our own thinking. So we're actually able to observe our own thinking. This was an amazing revelation for me a number of years back, that I am not necessarily my thoughts and I am the awareness above my thoughts. And as soon as you have that awareness, then it starts to lessen the power of your thinking. As I said right at the beginning, a lot of our thinking can be negative, doubtful, repetitive. But as soon as you realise that there is, an, in essence, a you above that thinking, an ability to be conscious, to rise above your thinking, it starts to lessen the power of that. And the way we think 
can dramatically change things within us. Again, another great piece of research carried out by psychologist Ellen Langer, she got a group of 75-year-old men and got them to imagine and behave like they were 55 years of age for a week. And just during that experiment, what they found was, and again, by shifting the way they were thinking about themselves and thinking of themselves as 55-year-old people, they found that in a number of categories, they showed improvements, including things like strength, cognition, even eyesight. So getting people to shift how they're thinking and seeing themselves differently can have dramatic impacts. One of the ways that we think about ourselves is our belief systems that we hold. And again, a piece of research done with a group of accountants, there were 112 accountants in this particular exercise. What they found was that by getting them to believe in themselves and believe their strengths had more of an impact on their um, success levels and results than their skills or training. So again, shifting thinking, shifting how we see ourselves, how we believe, having a dramatic impact on results. So if you take nothing else away from this podcast other than this one point, then this would have been of value. And it is that you do have the ability to rise above your own thinking. You don't have to be sucked into spiraling thinking, negative thinking that can take you down. You actually have the ability to choose. And let's say we're allegedly the only species that can do that. So already we've been talking about ways in which you can improve your optimistic outlook by examining the way you're thinking, how you see your world. Just a couple of um, actual habitual changes that I've made over the years as well, which may be helpful for you. I've shared this on a number of occasions, but actually journaling about my day every day, I've found incredibly helpful over the last eight years. So at the end of each day, I write down at least five things that were good about the day, or that I'm grateful for, even if it's been a bit of a, a challenging, a bit of a, uh, a, a poor day really, a difficult day. You can always dig deep and find things that you're grateful for, that things that are good about where you are at that moment in time. And it's been um, a habit I've had for eight years and I, I firmly believe it has made me a more optimistic person. And what it's doing is countering what I spoke about in the earlier stage of the podcast, this innate um, part of our human psyche, which sort of driven by survival instinct to look for problems, look for dangers, look for um, things that could impact on us, look for things that we lack, reasons why we're not good enough. And by actually reinforcing more on a daily basis, things that were good about the day, things that were good about myself, things that were achieved, that's been a big part of countering that more pessimistic outlook. And I not only do that on a daily basis, the end of each month, I've just done it at the end of uh, January again, Capture all of the great things about January. It's amazing when you start doing this, even if it's just small things. I had a really long list of really good things about January. When we're actually going through one of the bleakest months of my lifetime in terms of across the globe, January's never a, a fabulous month, and even worse so when you're in the middle of a pandemic with a lockdown occurring. But countering that by continuing on a daily basis, taking out of good things, then at the end of the month, taking note of them as well, I do this at the end of a quarter, the end of the year. So take time out to recognise, ideally I say writing it down, what's going well. 
Focus more on your growth mindset as well, which has been a topic I've covered before. Concept that came through from psychologist Carol Dweck. But see yourself as never been perfect on a continual journey of change and development. That's a much more optimistic viewpoint than seeing yourself as something that's fixed and where you are is fixed and this is all that you have. And so when mistakes are made, see them as part of the learning of the journey. When challenges come along, see them the same. When you get feedback of, of people, value it, learn from it, rather than taking it personally, seeing it more pessimistically, for want of a better expression. Also, in terms of um, creating a more optimistic viewpoint on the world, on life, on your life, be mindful as well of the people that you engage with, because people's views and comments on you, on the world, will have an impact as well. Now, some of those relationships may be difficult for you to walk away from. Some that you can, though, and you may have some toxic relationships that you need to work or walk away from that may have been really dominating your view of self, your view of the world. So be mindful of the people that you engage with. And again, remember, you don't have to take people's perspectives and opinions on yourself. It's just their perspectives and opinions. Look at what you're reading, the news, all of those kind of things. What are you programming your mind with? Because what you allow your mind to be programmed with will have an impact again on how you see the world. And I th I've, I've said this a number of times, but if you watch the news, first thing in the morning, lunchtime, early evening, end of the day, and you watch it every single day, it will shift the way you see the world. And it will definitely drive you to a more pessimistic view of the world. Help other people with their view of the world as well though, on the counter side. Whether that be work colleagues, people that you're leading or people in your personal life. There was a psychologist called Marcel Lasada that found that we need to be giving three to one ratio of positive reinforcing good feedback in comparison with more critical feedback. And so help other people by giving them that positive feedback as well on things they're doing. I said they may be, that may be work-related, it might be personal life. When you're having anxieties about things, another technique I've used over the years is if I've got a bit of anxiety about the, the future or anxiety about things that might happen, I'd spend some time, just a, a, a moment, thinking about if that event was to happen, then this is what I would do, or this is the action I would start to take. But then I get myself back in the present and focused on doing what I'm doing that particular day. And think, okay, I've got an idea now. If an event comes along, then this is what I, I'll do. But a lot of this is about instilling good habits within ourselves, good psychological habits, good physical habits. Again, Sean Acorn, who um, I love actually, wrote the book, The Happiness Advantage, which is one of my favorite books. He's a psychologist and he did some research with a group of tax managers at KPMG in New York. And what he simply did was get them to choose one of five activities that they could do on a daily basis for three weeks. Now that could have been jotting down three things they were grateful for, similar to what I spoke about earlier. Writing a positive message to someone else in their, in their network. Meditating for two minutes every day. There's a proven uh, research into the benefits of meditation exercising for 10 minutes. I do um, 30 minutes exercise every day. Now, it's incredibly beneficial physically, but also psychologically. Or you could just take some time to write in a journal the most meaningful experience of the past day. 
So these were the kind of exercises he was getting these tax managers at KPMG to do, and did it for three weeks. And what was found in the research was they looked at things like their sense of well-being, how engaged they were, whether they were depressed. And on every metric, the experimental group, the people who'd been doing these daily one of the daily activities, they were found to be significantly higher than the control group in all of those kind of categories. And interestingly, when they looked at the, the group's performance later, the experimental group still showed significantly higher scores in optimism life satisfaction. In fact, on the life satisfaction scale, even four months after, after doing those tasks for three weeks, they found that they'd moved from 22.96 on a 35 point scale before the training to 27.23, that four months later when they looked it. So just one quick exercise a day, kept tax manager, managers happier for months after a three-week three intervention. So again, incredible evidence that what we do habitually on a regular basis can have dramatic impacts on our frame of mind, our level of optimism, but then the results that we get correspondingly too. So yes, genetics and our environment can have an impact on our state of mind, our level of happiness. But remember that it's way more malleable and we have way more control over this than we might think. So I'd like you to go away from this podcast with a view on why optimism is important to focus on and work on and improve. In all those different aspects we've been talking about in terms of health, mindset, being more open-minded, being more effective in what you do, getting better results, being more resilient, and also the impact you can have on people around you that we all are connected by each other's energy and the impact that you can bring to other people as well as benefiting yourself. And how it is about those regular habits, whether it be journaling, whether it be working on your growth mindset, whether it be exercising, meditating, whatever the things are that put you in a better place. And remembering that, a significant amount of research into this has found that we are not driven by success leading to happiness, but our driver is that happiness can lead us to greater levels of success. And so optimism is not just about being thinking positively, it actually is shifting our view of ourselves, of our world, so that we actually do things different and we get better results. I really hope you've enjoyed the, the half an hour we spent looking at this topic today. If I can help you in any way, shape or form in terms of improving and developing your mindset, always happy to have a 30 minute chat. So, so please feel free to reach out, contact me and we can do that. But I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail, why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts.